This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode is brought to you by Happy Mammoth. Listen, over the last weekend, I went to a family reunion. And unfortunately, that fell on that particular time of the month that all of the women know what I'm talking about. So I had an attitude I wanted to eat everything, and I was in the South, which means I wanted to eat everything that was terrible for me. And overall, I just wasn't feeling it. I had a great time, just wasn't feeling like myself. Now it's easier to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the show code BLESSED at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code BLESSED for 15% off today. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is part two to last week's episode about creating predictability in your business. As entrepreneurs, business owners, predictability is wonderful. That's the risky side of starting your own business. When you work, you know for a fact, if you work a traditional nine to five, you know for a fact that every two weeks you want to get paid, hopefully, (laughs) depending on where you work. Hopefully every two weeks or twice a month, you can expect to get paid, whether you watch Netflix all day or you actually did your job or not. When you have your own business, it's really a you eat what you kill type of mentality, especially early on in the beginning as you're building. But a a really important place to get to within your business is a level of predictability. You shouldn't be hustling forever. Like in the beginning, you got to do what you got to do. 
but you should be working towards a certain time where you know how much money you're making every month. You know uh, what you can expect. You have a steady flow of leads coming in. You understand your conversion rate. So based on the lead that you have coming in, you can uh, make a, a healthy and hopefully accurate guess on how many people you're going to close, which then can tell you how much money you're, of new business you're going to have. Like there's a level of predictability that we all should be working towards as business owners, because even aside from the financial expectations, having that predictability also provides a great foundation for you to be able to scale because then it's from that foundation, you can make educated investments, you can make moves and things that is going to set you up to grow your business. On part one, I was talking about things that you should consider as you plan for the predictability in your business. And I left off discussing diversifying your income, more specifically the relationship or the importance of having a healthy blend of B2B, business to business, and B2C, business to consumer type of dealings. Now, another thing to consider as it relates to diversifying your revenue stream is having a good blend of active and passive income. Active income is money that you're actively working for. Passive income is money that you make in your sleep. If your business is primarily active, you can achieve a level of predictability there. But what's going to happen is you're going to always reach a glass ceiling. It's going to be tough to take vacations. It's going to be tough to take time off. It's going to be tough to step away from your business because in order for you to earn, you constantly have to show up. And that's just not a position that you want to be. And that's not freedom because now instead of being a slave to your nine to five, you're a slave to your business. And that's not okay either. We want the flexibility and the freedom that comes with entrepreneurship. That's one of the biggest benefits of this lifestyle outside of, of course, the earning potential. So if you are a service-based business or if your business primarily has these active revenue streams, it's important for you to figure out how can I create passive income? Now, for people like coaches and consultants, there are ways that we see this happen all the time, like online courses or books or eBooks or journals, products, any type of product you usually see with people who are in the coaching and consulting space. But that's not the only way that you can generate passive income. You should also be investing. So investing in stocks, investing in a retirement plan, investing in real estate. These are other ways to generate passive income. Because even with the products, you still there's still an element of being active there because you got to create them. But of course, they live forever and you can make money in your sleep after that initial front end work is done. So that's why they're still great. But also the investment side, you're not doing anything beyond investing your money in spaces that hopefully you get a return on that investment. Something that brings me a lot of comfort when it comes to even my new business, Anchor Media Studios, is a physical property. So Anchor Media Studios, for you guys who don't know, is a blend of a co-working space and a content studio located in Laurel, Maryland. Now, when I started this business, Or when I got the idea rather, and I was just thinking about the best ways to go about this and really just seeing what was out there and other people's stories who had similar businesses, a lot of people start businesses like this on a lease. So they'll find a property, they'll create a lease with the landlord, and then they rent out the property to on on these short-term rentals, whether it's for private office space on the co-working side, or if it's for photo shoot space or the content studio side. I'm someone who believes in multiplication. 
in my book, I talk about multiplying versus multitasking. I don't want to do a lot to earn a lot. I want to do one thing and make that one thing make me money multiple ways. I want to be like the person in the parable of the talents in the Bible where they multiplied what God gave them. And that's my mindset, even in business. How can I multiply what I'm doing to where it's not just giving me a return on that one thing, but it's doing more than that. So with this new business and this new business idea, it made more sense to me to, instead of leasing something, to purchase something. Because worst case scenario, we sell it. It's real estate, right? It appreciates. Worst case scenario, I sell it and I'll get my investment back versus worst case scenario, I default on this lease or I'm stuck in this lease. My credit jacked up if I got to break the lease and I get nothing out of it, right? Taking a risk on a physical property with a new business. Worst case scenario, I get nothing from this, but a headache and lost funds. If I purchase something, worst case scenario, I either lease it out to a business, lease the whole property out, or I sell it and get my money back. And so this was a great investment and this is active and passive income because yeah, it's something that I'm doing a lot of front work for right now. It's a new business. So I'm spending a lot of time physically at the property. I'm cleaning before and after bookings. I'm doing the content. I'm doing all of the things wearing all the hats because I'm trying to be as economical as possible with this. But at the same time, even as the property is there, it's continuing to appreciate in value. When we purchased the property before, um, we actually had tenants when we initially purchased it. And so the tenants were there for maybe about eight months or so. Once we took the property back over and the tenants moved out, we renovated it. So we put this money in up front to make the property, I mean, it's gorgeous, make the property beautiful and just a welcoming place that people have fallen in love with every time they enter our doors. So that was something that benefited the business. But guess what? There's an investment. So there's an element of passive income there. Another way to diversify your revenue streams is having different price points. Having a variety of price points really allows you to serve or expand your clientele. Now, I'm going to put a little asterisk here. I don't believe that you should be a one-stop shop for everybody. I believe that you should have a general understanding of your target audience and their income level and then have a variety of price points within that range. So for example, if you go to, let's say Nordstrom, Nordstrom is not a Macy's. Nordstrom is not a Neiman Marcus, but it's an elevated department store without being super high end. So when you go into Nordstrom, there are things of all different price points, but it still stays within a certain range to maintain its branding and maintain its positioning in the marketplace. So you should understand, like, do I want to be a Walmart? Where there's always a deal, everything is low cost, is that expectation. So, so even the highest of the priced items or whatever I offer is still low. Do you want to be that? Do you want to be a Saks Fifth Avenue to where it's a high-end brand and you may have a variety of price points, but even the lowest of the price points is still high. You should understand and know that about your brand and where you are, how you want to be positioned and who you're talking to before we have this price point conversation. Because I'm not saying have something for $1 and something for $10,000. That's not what I'm saying. So wherever you stand or whatever makes sense for your brand, 
I suggest and, a, and I'm proposing that a way to diversify your income is to have things of various price points. And the reason why that is important is because not only are you able to increase your, your sales by things being able to be a bit more accessible to your audience, but it also provides an opportunity to where if your stuff works, especially if you're in the, on the coaching or consulting space, if your stuff works, then your audience should be able to grow and elevate to whatever the next price point is. So not only does having a variety of price points and offers diversify your revenue stream, it also extends the life cycle of your customer. And when you extend the life cycle of your customer, that also is a runway for predictability in your business. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite. Now listen, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. It's not just about the gross, but it's about what we net, what we take home. And NetSuite gives you the perfect opportunity to net more. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. With the way that the economy is looking right now, everything costs so much. So when it comes to these businesses, we have to make sure that we are cutting costs and finding ways to save money and boost performance at the same time. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. netsuite.com slash blessed. Shout out to Clarendon for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Because now instead of somebody spending money with you on a six-month basis... 
your customer now spends money with you on an average of a year, two years, three years, as long as you can make it, that of course is the most beneficial for your business. Something that worked really well for me with Anchor Media was expanding the lifestyle of my customer. So this is actually, let's just add this as a whole separate point. So in addition to diversifying your price points, also do what you can to expand the life cycle of your customer. So when it came to Anchored Media, we provide service for new and aspiring podcasters to make impact and income with their platforms. So the first step with working with us was our retreats. So people will come to our podcast retreats and they will have a great time. After that, they would join a program that followed the retreat where I will work with them to implement everything that happened at the retreat. So the retreat is a was like a three-day event. The program that followed the retreat was anywhere between four to six months. Let's just say six months. So now I have taken my customer from three days to six months. What Then over time, I started adding to the life cycle. So I'm like, okay, now after six months, I've helped you launch or grow your show. Now I understand this show needs maintaining and you most likely as a professional and somebody with a business don't really have time to maintain it. So then we added on our podcast marketing and management service, which is a one-year commitment. So now I have taken my customer from three days to a year and a half. And then our contract renews every year. So I have clients who I've been working with for, I think my oldest client that I, that's currently on our roster has been working with us for going on four years. So that's four years <laughs> off of one customer and just continuing to increase the life cycle. Something else that we added on um, this year was our classes because our retreat is at a certain price point. I'm not changing the price point because of the the value that we offer, but I wanted to diversify my price points and also expand the lifestyle of my customers and also generate leads for people who may maybe they can't afford the retreats now. But that don't mean you can't afford to afford the retreats next year. I want to keep you in the pipeline so that when you are ready to make that investment, I've still nurtured you over time. So we started adding on the classes that are more affordable. So it's a, a cash infusion. I'm able to uh, reach uh, more people, of course, but then also just building up my Rolodex of potential clients that to bring into the retreats that then come into the program that then come into the uh, management service. So I'm expanding the lifestyle style of my customer, expanding my price point, and of course, then increasing the income in my business. So as you're planning for next year, think about how can I increase the lifestyle or the life cycle, excuse me, of my customer? How can I take them from just being with me to six months to being with me for a year, from being with me for a year to being with me for two years? How can I, if my, if my items are all on the higher end of the range for my target audience, how can I add some things on the front end to where I'm still meeting their needs, I'm increasing my revenue, and I'm also building up um, potential leads that I can then funnel into the higher price things at a later time. These are the things that you should be thinking about right now. And a quick note for my high achievers, for my overthinkers, for my type A folks. I've been doing this a long time and I know what's going to happen is you're going to sit and try to plan all of this out right now. You're going to sit and try to say, okay, what do I, I need something for every price point. I need something that's going to give me clients at least for a year. I'm going to do A, B, C, one, two, three. You're going to sit and try to do the most. I know you are. (laughs) 
I see you, girl. You're going to sit and do the most. That's also not what I'm saying. I'm giving you things to consider, but then I want you to go and do whatever makes the most sense for right now. Because when you try to do too much, you end up not doing anything. And also you just, you're guessing if, especially if you're early on, if you're just about to start your business, you don't know until you know. And my suggestion is always to lay that foundation, but then hop right in. Something else you should be doing when it comes to uh, predictability, and this kind of leads right into it, is spending, especially in the beginning, as much time with your customer as possible. So I know we talk about being hands-off, automation, automation, automation. Let me tell you something that has served me well in business is being in consistent communication with my target audience. I know my audience so well because I spend time with them. When it comes to the society and really understanding people that I serve who are looking to grow in faith in their business, I am constantly communicating with them. I'm hearing the prayer requests. I'm seeing the chat on the on our pages. I'm seeing the comments, the questions that people are asking. Your audience is constantly telling you how to serve them better. And so you should, as a a service provider, as a business owner who is solving problems, you should constantly be listening and paying attention. When it came to this life cycle, the customer that um, I just told you about with Anchor Media, how we went from three days to over a year with the life cycle of our customer, this happened over time. I started out with just doing the events and in doing the events, I realized, oh, You have ingested a lot of information, but you're not sure how to then now go home and apply that information. So that is a problem that has presented itself that I can solve for you. As I started doing the uh, group program that follows the retreat, I realized, oh, y'all are doing it, but time is the issue. You working, you got a family, you're able to do what I tell you as it relates to how to grow your show, but you need that that consistent support. And sometimes you need somebody else to do it for you because implementing it over time is just not working out well. That's a problem that I can solve. Let me take this off your hands and handle all of the podcast and related things for you. And all you have to do is talk and you can just watch your platform grow. That was a problem that presented itself that I solved. Now, where the courses came in was our retreats and in-person events are a premium price. The podcast industry has grown significantly since I started offering podcasting services in 2019. So there are just a lot more alternatives. I had the benefit of being um, one of the first to market when we first started. So it was an easier sell. Not only was the economy different, but it was also an easier sell then because people just didn't have many places to go. But now with there being so much information and so much going on, people still want to work with me. But because there are so many different options, it's a bit harder to justify the cost. Okay, no problem. So let me still help you, but at a a lower price point. And so the classes came about. So problems just present themselves that you can then solve, but you can't see the problems that are presenting themselves if you're not engulfed and really hands on with what's going on. When it comes to the new business, Anchored Media Studios, I do most of the tours. 
I open the door and let people in and talk to folks most of the time before and after our bookings. I'm the one that's there face to face with folks because I want to hear not just your feedback when I ask, but I want to hear your conversations. I want to hear the aspects of the studio that stand out to you naturally. I want to see your facial expression change as you go through each room so that I can read what are the things that bring a reaction out of you. I want to hear you on the phone with your business partners as y'all are trying to decide if y'all want to book the space for an event. I want to hear how you then sell the space to them and what's standing out. Like I want to hear these things because it's in these conversations and these natural interactions and me being attentive to my audience that I can then make adjustments to better serve them. And the more adjustments I make to better serve their communicated and uncommunicated needs, then the better I can be at being a service provider at providing them space that's going to increase my revenue. That's going to allow me to connect with them better, which is going to make them tell other people about it and become advocates for the business, which of course, in turn, increases my predictability. So you want to be very involved, especially I say whether you're new or old in not old, but you know, seasoned in your business, no matter what stage of business you're in, I think it's so important to be in consistent communication with your consumer. So those are the things to consider when diversifying your revenue, active versus passive. Last episode, we talked about business to business versus business to consumer, and then also your price points and staying connected with your customer. Now, we already pushing 20 minutes again. (laughs) I I did not expect this this episode to be so many um, parts, but I just really want to make sure that I'm being thorough because I want you to be able to listen to this and then apply it and see the results in your business. So I'm going to stop this here and then we'll finish this off. Maybe we'll see. We'll hopefully finish it off in the next episode. Share this, share part one, share the next one with any entrepreneurs that you know and who need to hear this. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode. I love you guys. I'll talk to you next week.